Hey everybody, welcome to Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. We are outside the Horseshoe where Ohio State remained undefeated with a wild, uh, much wilder game than it maybe could have been over previously undefeated in ninth ranked Indiana. Uh, Buckeyes win 42-35. They keep control of the Big Ten East Division. Uh, it's another sort of uh, choose your own adventure, Tim, where yeah. Ohio State gets up 35-7. to They're in complete control. They're, they're flexing the way that few programs in the country can. And then that secondary lets the team back in. We've seen this script play out a couple times where um, Ohio State won't be satisfied, and yet it was one of the most meaningful wins that anybody in the country has had this year. Yeah, just think about it. I mean, uh, basically, uh, Indiana quit running the ball. They only ran, they ran for minus one yards net, but that doesn't matter. They quit throwing the ball in the second half and just kept throwing it. It reminded me of Michigan State on the big comeback here back in 1998. They said, the hell, heck with it. We're just going to keep throwing it till, it till it sticks on somebody. And uh, the big plays that they managed, over 27 completions, five of them were touchdowns uh, and huge <laughs> plays on top of that. Uh, I think it speaks a lot about the fact they weren't going to quit. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're puzzled about this Ohio State defense letting a guy like Freifogel, for example, one of the great receivers in the country, occasionally just be wide open. And uh, so those are all these kind of questions going to be answered. The other thing they're going to finish, obviously the last touchdown in this game for Ohio State was Sean Wade's pick six. You know, Ohio State's offense uh, threw a goose egg in the fourth quarter. And that's also bothersome because when you're in a shootout, you got to keep shooting. Yeah, Berm, where do you where do you come down on this one? Because it's, you know, this isn't Rutgers that we were talking yeah. about. You know, Indiana had played very hard. They have an explosive offense that we've seen in other games. Uh, it's also fair to ask, you know, if Ohio State's going to play a full 60-minute game at some point because they didn't again today. You know, we talked all week. Indiana was a better team than they were a year ago. Just having Michael Penix in in itself made them a much more viable threat than they were a year ago. He was great. I mean, he was really, really good. Um, clearly, there are some communication issues in the secondary for Ohio State because mm. the only team I've ever seen have receivers that open or is Ohio State. And uh, we watched all day long as Indiana got to Justin Fields. We knew they were going to blitz a ton. I don't think that the Buckeyes did a bad job picking it up, but that's the point of the blitz is if you hold on to the ball for four seconds, <laughs> there's a good chance you're going to have to deal with some pressure. And Justin Fields um, did exactly what he said other quarterbacks had done against Indiana, which was panic a little bit. Um, but still, Ohio State was up 35-7. to They still had 607 yards of offense. Justin Fields' worst game of his career has was almost 400 total yards of offense. Um, you know, it's it's 2020. This year is just a bizarre thing after a bizarre thing, and um, there's obviously question marks. You can't watch that team for the third straight game against the best team they played all year, and 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 not think that there's a problem when you're giving up 350 yards passing in the second half when you know that your opponent is passing the entire time. That is a problem. Uh, there is something going on with the secondary's communication, whether it's they're just not good enough. I don't know. Um, a lot to work on for Ohio State, but you know, you 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 win, you move on. Twenty twenty is a survivor yeah. in advance. World. I thought Ohio State's defense got into some coverages that were a little more elaborate than maybe they needed to be today from a help standpoint and things like that. And some guys got lost. And then you think about it, you know, Indiana had had a chance at a score. Uh, you know, I think it was the second half where the kid fumbles at the uh, seven-yard line. I, I get these; these all get mixed up in my head now because there were so many yeah. plays. And Ohio State, of course, had that fourth and was it fourth and mm -hmm. one and yeah. rollout by Justin Fields and overflips <laughs> uh, Luke Farrell, and then of course Ohio State misses a field goal. Man, you know, we're talking about a possible 100-point game today that yeah. was just crazy. Yeah, I mean, crazy is the way to look at it. You know, 
two weeks ago when we were talking about Rutgers, you know, I, I was in no mood to overreact to it. You know, I just, you know, that's Rutgers. I remember that. And I'm, I'm conflicted today because part of me is still saying this is Indiana. Even if they're better, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. Ohio State was a 21-point favorite, and they showed how wide the talent disparity was. Uh, you know, that coming out of halftime, scoring right away on that first drive of the second half, it's 35-7. to seven. You, You're basically closing the notebook that this one is over, and you just can't do that with the nope. way that this Ohio State secondary is playing. They're letting – once teams have to do nothing but throw against Ohio State, that's that's really what you should be doing right now because Ohio State is lost. Yep. Marcus Hooker is struggling mightily at safety. Marcus Williamson, I, I don't think that he is ready for a full-time role in the secondary. And so when I'm looking at this game, the point is I don't think Ohio State could have played any worse. I don't think you will ever see – Justin Fields throw three interceptions in a game again. Not even just three interceptions. Three just two, two very bizarre. Two, and one that, that one, one bad bad read, and two that you just can't throw. And and that's it's so ironic because all the time we're talking he doesn't take enough chances. He doesn't. And then today the chances he took were just uh, they were boneheaded plays. And 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 it didn't hurt the Buckeyes because they still go into the half up twenty eight seven. The defense in the first half. Was, was lights out. It was dominant. It was yeah. a dominant defense against a team that we saw could be very explosive on offense. So that's, again, that's the conflict when I'm trying to evaluate this and put my finger on it because every team in the country would take a first half or the, you know spilling over to when it's 35 to seven. When Ohio State was playing at its best, there every team would be jealous of that and every team would take it. Now the, the bewildering part for Ryan Day is trying to bottle that up and play it for four quarters. Now I also understand that you're never going to play a full game at the highest level. You're going to have mistakes. They are going to happen. Um, but we've talked about this in 2018 when that defense was giving up, you know, big plays left and right. Well, they're really good for 90% of the game, but you cannot have those breakdowns because they're leading directly to touchdowns. I'll tell you what, bu- what would bug me if I'm looking at that video and I'm the coaches is the one guy, I mean, Whip Fillior make, make, make some plays, but the one guy, you Wap Fillior, excuse me, Whip's his brother, I guess, and Wap and, and the whip, other guys. Whip, whap. Yeah, and Whoop, Whoop. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Fryfogel is the guy you had to stop. Fryfogel's a guy who really, in the last several games for Michigan State, has made the really big play that kind of flipped it for him. And Ohio State did not do a good job on Ty Fryfogel today on a consistent basis. And the, 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 I even tweeted about this, the idea that Ty Fryfogel can get wide open uh, can lollygag over the middle on a rollout play by Michael Penix, watch Marcus Hooker go running up and then just drift into the end zone wide open yeah. is beyond me when your free safety can never play like that. And it's not ripping on Marcus Hooker. It's his first year as a starter and stuff. But that's an example of what you kind of saw today. And uh, and like you said, though, you know, we're going to get wrapping this up, I'm sure. But I want to get to this, you know, uh, Notre Dame, Clemson, that was a hell of a game, right? Well, this was a hell of a game, yeah. uh, and what I what the point I made a couple of weeks ago after the Rutgers game is nobody's going to quit playing in league games, especially a team that's on the rise like Indiana clearly is now. Yeah. People weren't paying attention. Yeah, they gave up 600 yards offense. They gave up no offensive touchdowns after the first one to begin the the, the third quarter. I mean, that's the way they played. So, but the thing is, this was a hell of a game, a hell of a a Big Ten showcase game but are, is Ohio State going to get credit for that nationally uh I think we got to wait till the polls come out yeah I mean it's the wake it, it, you hope it's the wake-up call that the defense needed again to have this happen over and over and I, I I tweeted during the game like 
They lost Jeff Okuda. They lost Chase Young. They lost Damon Arnett. They lost Jordan Fuller. Lost Jordan Fuller. And Jordan Fuller is the one that all of a sudden you seem like you can't replace him. Uh, and, and I guess it just speaks to sometimes you don't need a superstar at every position, but you need a guy that is going to do his job. And nobody did his job better than Jordan Fuller. And we've seen in the last few weeks Marcus Hooker uh, some confusion with what that job is. And, and maybe that's because his brother was such a dynamite, <laughs> you know, dynamite player and a dynamo type game changer. But that's not what this defense needs for Marcus Hooker. They need a guy who's going to be a stay at home. Be, there, there, be the last line of defense type safety. Wasn't there a point in this game today, you know, I was texting me, wasn't there a point in this game today when I, you thought maybe they might just put Josh Proctor back there? And well, so, I mean, they did get into two deep safeties a few times, but. I don't and, even and, think it has to be that, Tim, because they like what, and you watch Proctor, right. he's running sideline to sideline. I understand what he brings and in so, that regard. So like, but I, to your point, and Berm and I were talking about this, he's going to write about it uh, on Sunday at Letterman Row. If that's it, if that's the bottom, and there's no way that Ohio State could play any worse than the secondary. All right, well, you've got Ronnie Hickman, Bryson Shaw. You, you recruit at the highest level in the country in the secondary. We know that. Yeah. You have those two guys. You have Lathan Ransom. If Marcus Williamson is struggling, and they're this, you know, there's no reason that Kerry Combs maybe can't pull them out of it. But what does it hurt you to see Ryan Watts or to see Legend Cavazos, who was clear to play? Because there's no downside. You can't play worse than you were. Yeah, And Ryan Day talked about this when he said it was three things that could go wrong. The first one that you look at is the personnel. Ohio State's got to be honest about what they're seeing because this didn't just happen today. No, this is a, it, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times, we got a damn problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there, is, you're a, gullible. there is a problem uh, in, that, in the back half of that defense. And yeah. the linebackers, again, played a great football game. Pete Warner was was his normal steady self. Baron Browning played the best game of his career. Yep. Jonathan Cooper on the defensive line, they only got to, to um, Michael Penix twice, but they had pressure on pressure. him all game long. The guy was just dropping back and, and th flinging it up down the field. And, yeah, sometimes Ty Freifogel made great catches. That's That happens when you play against great players. Sometimes he was wide open. Sometimes that's, he was wide see, open. See, that's more of the problem. But it, 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 it is a simple, simple thing to see there's a problem in the back half of that Buckeye defense right now. And we can sugarcoat it. We've tried to sugarcoat it the last few weeks, probably maybe just because it was, ah, the games are out of hand. But yeah. the game should have been a 40-point win today, and it turns into a nail-biter that was it, almost a, yeah. a season-ender. It's just funny when I, when I get all you know exercised about Fryfogel being wide open, but it doesn't bother me at all to see Garrett Wilson get <laughs> well, wide open yeah. or Chris Olave. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, good teams it is an analysis kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed watching that second half from the standpoint of just – a, watching a team that didn't quit, that figured out a way to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Ohio State, just throwing haymakers. They threw haymakers. Most of them didn't land, but some of them landed big time. And that's that's why they were still in it. But, of course, they lost on points yeah. when it went to the judges' cards. And, and you were really impressed by the way Wall Street got after it uh, the last couple of possessions when they had just basically four defensive ends. I'm talking about Ohio State rushing the passer uh, and made life miserable for Michael Penix on those two, which were critical. Yeah, and I think that, you know, Harping on the negatives is probably unfair to Master Teague in this game. Who yeah. was, that was also a guy who played the best of his career. Um, I'll have to, you know, uh, admit when I have it wrong. He he was the bell cow lead back, and he earned that right today. He was clearly uh, a difference maker for the Buckeyes. Garrett Wilson, I don't. It's not news, but you know, another hundred yard game, just absolutely dominant in that role. Uh, you mentioned you know, Jonathan Cooper and Baron Browning, the guys who really shined in this game. You know, had to go answer questions about what's wrong with the Buckeyes, and they're also what's right because they, there are a bunch of dudes on this team that every program in the country, like I said early on, would trade for 
uh, and they would take one half of that just once. But the reason they had to answer, like. yeah, the reason they had to answer questions because, like I said, the offense didn't score after the first possession of the second half. The defense gave up uh, 28 points, yeah. and it became a game. That's why they had to answer, you know, some because there are it's a two half game as I keep reiterating, you know. Flip side of it is Master Teague, my favorite one of my favorite plays I've ever seen, when they just said the heck with it and ran student body left as I call it fort left. And he just went out there and they mowed everybody down and he cut up and yep. scored on finally a breakaway run. He thinks he's capable of that. So he looked like a guy who finally had yes. that four three three speed that we've heard all about in the last couple of years. Obviously the Achilles injury slowed him down a little bit. Looked a little more wiggle today. He got hurt, you know, at the end of the game there. And then one of those couple things today where I'm like, I don't know if I would do that. Like Ryan Day has been pretty, pretty darn good in his time at Ohio State. The decision to not kick a field goal. I mean, yeah. I get it. You got a freshman kicker who's already missed one. You tr you have Justin Fields. Uh, why not do something a little different there? Um, but this was a chip shot, not a 44-yarder. Yeah, yarder, exactly. You know? It's a 24-yarder. Yeah. It's an extra point, essentially. And then to to bring Teague back in the game when he was clearly a little gimpy there instead of riding Trey Sermon, who ran the ball pretty well he today did. as well. Yes. Buckeyes ran for over 300 yards. Uh, I think maybe those are a couple things where I would is look back and I'd go, eh, I don't know, man. But, this, is, this is so queer. I mean, because – they run for over 300 yards. They amass 600, 600 yards of yards. offense, you know. But they made they made enough great plays to win the game, and then they made enough gaff plays or gave up plays to let it be a game. I mean, this is so weird. Yeah, I mean, any uh, not to belabor the point, but any other program is going to take that because oh, it's yeah. a top 10 win. And Ohio State Notre Dame over Clemson. Remember? Yeah, it's just the standard that they're holding themselves to, and you know that Alabama can throw the football. You know that Clemson's going to throw the football, and that's I think. You know why the mindset of this team they're not trying to beat indiana even though we know what the stakes were today you know the east is not their goal so yeah uh, they well, know that they have things that they've got to fix spencer brought it up off camera before we started like think about alabama and old miss okay what was that a 56 to 40, 48 points 48, it was crazy 62 to 48 or something like that alabama fans aren't going to hang up the phone after that one and say oh this is over we can't win you just move and you get better the buckeyes are one of the three most talented rosters in the country they just have some things that they got to fix. And I think that a game like today puts them in a position where it's easier to recognize, oh, we do have a problem as opposed to what they did after Penn State and after Rutgers, where you can sort of slough it off and say, eh, now you know. Yeah. Instead, they'll just, you know, they'll go into this week. Uh, Illinois is going to be a chance really to get better. 42-35, Ohio State wins over Indiana. They are in control of the Big Ten East Division. Big game here. It's in the books. Breaking it, breaking it down. Rapid reactions brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Tim May and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. We'll see you next time at Letterman Row.